All Things Are Possible, Part 32. Mark 9.23 and 10.27 reveal to us that with God and your faith, all things are possible. Now, repeatedly, Jesus said the phrase, According to your faith, be it done unto you, or something very similar to that. And you'll find it in different places in the, in the Gospels. And uh, like when Jesus spoke to the, uh, to, you know, about the faith of the man, the, the centurion, and uh, he said, according as you have believed, so be it done unto you. And then to the woman with the issue of blood that got healed, uh, he said, uh, according to your faith, be it done unto you. And he asked the blind man that came to him for healing. You remember, he said, he said, do you believe that I can do this for you? And the man said, yes. And he said, according to your faith, so be it done unto you. And there's other instances in the scripture, but I just gave you those to kind of uh, give you a foundation to what we're saying, because it does say that over and over again. And in order to function in this kind of faith that receives a manifestation of the promises of God, uh, Jesus made it a central issue that we must not doubt in the heart, but believe that those things which we say will come to pass. That's uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Notice that before you ever get to believe, Jesus made it plain that we must not doubt in the heart. Now, I'm going to read that scripture to you once again. I know you probably can quote it, but, you know, sometimes quoting it's not enough. This is something that I've learned over the years. You have to, you have to get to the place where... You don't think that it's enough just because you memorized it that you know the Scripture. Because not, none of us really know the Scripture. We, we may know what it says, but what I mean by that is, yeah, I know we, we know the, the Word. That's not what I mean. What I mean is that you don't know all that there is in that Word just because you can quote the verse. Uh, there's, I mean, the Word of God is eternal as God is eternal. And as you continue to, to, to practice it and meditate on it and do it and live it, uh, further nuances of revelation come forth. Uh, it's, just, it's just the nature of the Word. I've read some scriptures sometimes for years and thought that they were saying one thing, and then all of a sudden the revelation from God came, and I saw that actually it was saying something in, in some occasions. On some occasions, it was saying something different. On other occasions, it was further light uh, than what I had. And, uh, and still, in, in other occasions, I realized that, that I had been interpreting it wrong. And I needed to correct my thinking. So... Uh, don't ever think that just because you can quote the Bible or because you uh, mentally know a scripture that you shouldn't go back and put your eyes on it and read it again. I do it often. And thank God uh, I'll go back and, and read the same scriptures over and over again. And I mean milk the word, <laughs> if that was possible. 
you know, just get as much as I can out of it and allow the Holy Ghost to teach me and instruct me because I don't know everything and neither do you. We're all uh, growing in faith. We're all growing in grace. We're all growing in the Word. And we're all growing in the things of God every day. None of us have arrived. I just want you to know that. Because if you've arrived, you've gone on from this world and gone to heaven. Because as long as we're here on this earth, we'll know in part. And we'll, um, uh, you know, see in part. You're not going to get it all uh, from just one teaching or one preaching. Because nobody knows it all. We're all in the process of learning. Amen. Of studying. Of growing. That's why I keep going back to these scriptures, even though you could probably quote them back to me uh, word for word. But I'll put my eyes on it again. I'll put my heart on it again. I'll put my thinking on it again because I'm trusting God. Amen. And you should do the same thing. You know, the word says over there in Proverbs chapter 4, let these words not depart from your eyes. Keep them in front of your eyes. You ever read that scripture? Over in the book of Proverbs chapter 4, let me read it to you. 4, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Now watch this. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life. Life to those that find them. And health to all their flesh. Glory to God. Amen. I like that verse 22. And then verse 23 goes on to say, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Now, this goes right along with what Jesus said in Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Let me show you how it connects, okay? Uh, I wasn't even, I don't even have the scripture on my notes, but The Holy Ghost has it on his notes, and uh, he just passed it on to me, so I'm going to pass it on to you. Amen. Jesus said, Have faith in God. This is Mark 11, 22. For assuredly I say unto you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart. Amen. But believes. Well, we've been studying on not doubting in the heart. And what that means. But notice here that Jesus, uh, that, uh, well, the Word says uh, through uh, Solomon's writings, right, by the Holy Ghost, in verse 23, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Amen. Uh, And I will tell you this. Out of your heart can come that which is good, or can come that which is bad. Now, Jesus talked about this in Mark chapter 15. And this is, again, another scripture that I don't have on, on my notes at this time. I mean, I know this, this, this scripture, but here again, I'm going to put my eyes on it. I'm just not going to try and quote it to you. Where Jesus said in verse 17, Do you not understand that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed... Out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man. For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts and murders and so on and so forth. And what I'm trying to tell you is that uh, then also in chapter 12 
of the book of Matthew. Let me go ahead and read it also. Matthew chapter 12. I'm, I'm tracking something here in the scripture. Um, Jesus said, either make the tree. This is verse 33, Matthew 12, 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a, a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers. How can you being evil? He was speaking to the religious folks. He said, speak good things, for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. Now watch this verse 35. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure, brings forth evil things. Now it's all going to depend on what's inside your spirit. And you say, well, I've been born again. I got the life of God and the nature of God in me. Yeah, but you have to think of your spirit as a garden. And it is a garden, uh, spiritually speaking. And frankly, whatever you sow in it is what it will produce. And now Jesus talked about that. He said the sower sows the word. And uh, where does the word get sown? Well, it gets sown in the heart. And talking about the word of God, Mark chapter 4. And uh, then he talked about all these things that come to choke the word from the heart because people allow them to enter in. Well, we're not the ones that are going to allow them to enter in. But my point is that your spirit is like a garden. And it depends on what you cultivate in there. And notice what Jesus, uh, again, I'm going to have to say Jesus said it because he did. You know, he is the word made flesh. <laughs> Amen. And in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. So here in Proverbs chapter 4, uh, this is Jesus talking to us because it is the word of God. Amen. Now notice, let's go back here in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Now notice he's talking about the ear gate, the eye gate, and then he says, keep them in the midst of your heart. Amen. And, uh, and then he says, for they are life to those that find them and help to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence. Well, this goes back to what I was telling you before. You've got to watch your spirit. You've got to watch your heart that you're putting the word in there, that you're speaking the word out of it and into it. Amen. And uh, you're keeping your spirit because out of it come forth the issues of life. And that's what you want to be coming out of your spirit. You don't want something else to come out of your spirit. And that's why we have to stick to God and his word and choose life and choose blessing and choose uh, what Jesus did for us so that out of our spirit keeps coming forth the life of God and uh, uh, the anointing of God and it affects our flesh and it affects our thinking and it changes us from the inside out. Now that's really what transformation is. That's really what Paul was talking about. Be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, when your mind gets renewed, you're getting the word inside your spirit. And then out of your spirit, it comes forth and it begins to change the way you think and the way you act, the way you talk and the way you walk. 
And uh, I believe that all of us are interested in that. So let me just say to you again, it's not enough to just hear the word and, uh, and, uh, or memorize the word. That's not enough. You, it's not enough to think that, okay, I already know that. No, no you don't. Don't get like that. Um, you have to humbly, the scripture says, receive the engrafted word, which is able to, able to deliver or make whole your souls. It'll change your soul, but it does it from the inside. It gets down into your spirit, and from the inside, it begins to transform you. Now, we'll come back tomorrow with some more teaching from God's Word. Amen.